0: so this was the meal from yesterday which was on the 30th of october and i promised stephanie i'd have it by noon yesterday but i believe better late than never these leftovers are so good i had to keep my word before i did the call this morning and so i wanted to make sure that everybody had access to this meal you know it was just really amazing and i started with isaiah 54 3 refuse to pull back now in isaiah 54:3, when you refuse to pull back you will spread out to the right and the left see what i'm asking has all the gloom and doom in the news caused us to become fearful is because we start to pull back when we hear all this rhetoric in our head and we got to take a moment to understand these words and i gave the words to a song the song went like this sing o barren woman you who never bore a child shout for joy You were never in labor because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out the right hand and to the left. Do not be afraid. You will not suffer. You will not have any shame. Do not fear disgrace you will not be humiliated. You will not forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. Satan will try to plant all kinds of fear in our minds and things that will never even happen. He'll tell us that our children are going to be lost and that's because of cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease, and that it runs in our family. Yep, you two are going to get it. That's what he'll tell us. See, God, I'm, I'm telling you, when God steps in, you gotta understand Satan's goal, his goal is to stop us dead in our tracks. He knows God's plan for us is to spread out to the right and to the left and not pull back. How long will this attack last, some of us ask. At least as long as the longest standing you have ever had or taken against Satan in the past. But what can we do, you ask? Take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Ephesians 6:13. See, we have to stand squarely on God's word and refuse to pull back. Now understand that as I as I went from that, refusing to pull back, I wanted you to have put your foot down. Right? Put your foot down. Joshua 10:24 tells us Joshua summoned all the men of Israel and said, put your feet on the necks of these kings. See, when Israel entered the promised land and they were there were five kings with armies determined to stop them. God helped Joshua to defeat all of them. All five kings ran and hid in a cave. So this is what Joshua told his soldiers go bring them all out and put your foot on their necks. That day, God's word to his people was Be strong and of good courage, for thus the Lord will do all do to all your enemies against whom you fight. What a promise is what I was sharing yesterday what a promise. See, are these forces of fear trying to take up residence in our mind today? You guys know I'm big on taking up space, squatters, taking up space in your mind, toxic thoughts. Are they causing us to think the worst instead of believing God's for the best? Are they telling us that we're unworthy to re- receive what he has promised us that will never fulfill our destiny? God has in mind for us our appointments, our anointing. See, with God, our victory is already assured, but we have to part. That that part of it, we have to play in it. We have to play our own part in it. Now, listen to this, I'm going back to my notes here. You must go into that dark cave, bring out each king, place your foot on their neck, and put them to death. See, these five kings represent your five natural senses. Seeing, hearing, smelling, Tasting and touching and God doesn't want you to live according to that which dictates all of this Your senses are susceptible to every negative thing going on around you But your faith your faith can lift you above it and give you full victory Your faith can lift you above it and give you full victory, but you can't just sit down and do nothing Your passivity gives them the right to rule you They have no power over us except the power we give them. So we gotta put our foot down. I went on to speak about putting your foot down, again, staying in 1024, so they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. See, upon entering the promised land and encountering five well-entrenched kings, God told Israel, do not be dismayed. Do not be dismayed. The word dismayed implies being torn down by fear and falling apart. Today, Satan wants to tear us down by robbing us of our peace, robbing us of our joy, robbing us of our confidence. He will keep pouring on the pressure in hopes that we will fall apart. That's why God told Joshua to bring each king out of the cave and deal with him decisively, decisively, and by standing on the neck and hanging him on a tree. Satan works through our five senses, but God has given us a sixth sense, faith. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. I also spoke, that's one of my favorite 10, right? Faith says, in spite of what I see, in spite of what I hear, in spite of what I feel, in spite of what I taste, in spite of what I smell, I believe everything going on around me because I believe, I'm sorry, I believe everything's going to be all right because God is, is within me. See, I, I want you to get this. If God is within you, if God is for us, what can be against us? We know the conversation. Our senses, our senses, which are susceptible to all that's going on around us, are faith killers. And unless we put them under our foot, they will steal our dream, our confidence, and everything else God has promised us. Emotions, emotions, emotions are problem-driven. But faith is purpose-driven. If we allow our emotions to rule our life, we'll be up one minute, down the next minute, and you'll say, but I thought life was supposed to be an up and down experience. No, sorry. God's plan for us is to get down on our knees, to pray, and then get up in faith and do what we're told to do. And as we put our foot on things, the one thing I wanted you guys to take home from that is do not give in to bitterness. And I spoke of Ephesians 431, stop being bitter and angry and mad at others. When it comes to bitterness, here are the two things we need to keep in mind. Number one, I said, it is contagious. Just like good and bad, like you hear me say, oh, how are you doing? Amazing, don't tell nobody, shh, it's contagious. See, we are a part of the body of Christ. So what happens to us and in us affects those that we're connected to both positively and negatively. The scripture says, Think think about this. I'm gonna share with you what the scripture says. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. First Corinthians 12:26. I want you to get this. A snake bite doesn't just affect the body that it gets bitten. That gets bitten. The venom spreads through the entire system. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent, a thistle of too gone to seed. A thistle or two gone to seed. Okay, I'm sorry about the, the chime. Stick with me here. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. Hebrews 12, 15. Don't get upset and leave the church. God has placed in us. See, we need them and they need us. By overcoming bitterness, we spread God's blessings to others. Now, the second part of that is it can be overcome. How do we not give in to bitterness? It can be overcome. Here's how: A. Acknowledging and admitting it. B, don't rehearse it in your mind or recite it. C repent and renounce any attitude that's not Christ-like. D, ask God to give us self-control, then submit to his leadership. E. Don't infect others and don't let them infect us. F without wasting, I'm sorry, without waiting for admissions or apologies. Verbalize it to ourselves. God and a trusted friend. See, this thing is starting to, everybody's waking up. A trusted friend. Our decision to forgive all wrongs against us. Forgive one, okay. Forgive, listen to me. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave us, Ephesians 4.32. This will set us free to enjoy our relationship with God Yourself and others, and G, which I said is God, I want to end there on that part. Look for practical ways to be kind and tenderhearted towards those who hurt you. Now, the last piece of this was acting on God's decisions. Acting on God's decisions. If I'm gonna bypass that one, because you got the majority of this, I want you to understand the last piece of how we ended in uh in Proverbs 30, where we're talking about fire and, and truly purifying. So I went into a piece that I call Fire and Soap, Malachi 3.2. He is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. Soap cleanses the outside, fire cleanses the inside, and the Spirit of God does both. When we sin, repent. In-depth repentance brings in-depth cleansing. Don't feel bad about feeling bad. Feel good about it. Be glad conscious. Be glad our conscience is still sensitive and responsive to God what we never want to hear god say is what he said about ephraim ephraim is joined to idols let him alone hosea 4:17 now check this out the fact that god is convincing convicting i'm sorry convicting us of sin is proof of his love for us god can forgive our sin but he cannot overlook it unconfessed sin disrupts our fellowship with him Forgiveness is about more than just escaping the penalty of sin. It's about restoring our fellowship with God. We say, won't God get tired of me sinning and repenting? If Jesus told Peter to forgive his brother 70 times seven, 70 times seven, 70 times seven, right? Listen to what I'm saying. If Jesus told Peter to forgive his brother 70 times seven, Would he do any less for us? See, scripture says, come now and let us as snow. Come now and let us reason together as snow. Listen to me. I know I'm skipping, I'm going fast because I gotta get to the next meal, which is today. So I'm sorry. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Through your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool, Isaiah 1.18. Listen to this, when we sin and try to hide from God, we only prolong our misery. So the moment we become aware of our sins, we need to confess it, and then leave his presence confident that he has forgiven us. We're not a loser, We're, we're a learner. Alexander Pope said, a man should never be ashamed to own he has been wrong. A man should never be ashamed to own he has been wrong, which is but saying in other words, that he is wiser today than he was yesterday. And that, that, ladies and gentlemen, was the meal from yesterday that tastes even better this morning when I share it from my notes.